I said, what you know about it? It's the stew, baby. Got the knees in plus. Young stew, baby. And the room a lot. Hello, hello. You're listening to The Stew. My name is Jason Stewart. This is my food podcast. Food podcast. Say hello, Andre Conaparo. Hello. My brother, Chris Stewart. Hello. One guest today, Alvin Kailan. Hi. <laughs> Alvin, you're going to have to use your inside voice. Outside voice? Outside voice. Outside okay, voice. Good. Filipino, so it's always outside voice. We're loud. <laughs> One more of these. Red stripes? Oh, it's over. Outside voice. Okay. Alvin... Is the man from Egg Slut? That is I. Ramen Champ. What a, and formerly Ramen Formerly Champ. Ramen Champ. Formerly Ramen Champ. Oh, yeah. Jason didn't know. Yeah. Uh oh. Yeah, we. Uh, what happened? You know, friends go in on a business. You want to keep the friendship. Got to sell the business. Uh, yeah. yeah. Really? Yeah, I feel totally. that. I've chose friendship over money for sure. Good for you. So, the business is still carrying on. Sans you. Yeah. We we just we. I wanted to keep it as long as possible, but um, we had to move forward. And uh, my business partner is one of my, my best friends. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, you, you cross that line, it gets a little weird. So yeah. uh, we looked for, you know, we were like, maybe we should just take a break for a little bit, you know, we hit our nut in August. And we're like, oh, let's take a break. Let's just chill out for a little bit. And it just so happened that the guys who throw the big ramen festival, Yokocho, have mm-hmm. you guys been? No, that's the one at like, the Santa Anita racetrack. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They, they, they're the ones who Great like, place made for that. some ramen. Yeah, some crazy Horse hysteria track. shit. Yeah, like, <laughs> but, uh, yes, we, they ended up wanting to buy it from us like without us even marketing it. They were just like, hey, listen, you, know, you guys have been closed for a while. What do you guys think if we took over? Just turnkey, sell the business? Yeah, sell the business. They looked at our... Well, I think what appealed to them was like our recipe book. You know, we were very... like, like Just like Excellent is, like we're very organized. Like Everything's written down. Mm-hmm. Oh, cool. Yeah, so... Continuity. Continuity. Yeah. Continuity. They well, were like, we're gonna, you know what? It's valuable. Let's take it. It is valuable. Well, we'll get into that, but you said you hit your nut in August, meaning you paid back all of your costs of opening. Yeah, I mean, it was huge. How, we, long, how, many, how, how long did that take to do? Eight months. But the biggest not boost bad. in, in, not in bad restaurant at terms, it's really yeah, fast, yeah, right? Well, I mean, we were going off of a really big momentum on, yeah. on Egg Slut and stuff like that. Also, sure. but still, it, you to, got an to early pay off all your debts even before the first year yeah. is pretty unheard of. Yeah. 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 Was it, if, I mean, I imagine you're on the forefront of Chinatown, so I would hope it was a pretty good deal when you got in there and it didn't oh, cost yeah, a fortune. Great. Yeah, so like, there's that too. So that's yeah, China, awesome. Yeah, yeah. That's, like, I'm a big, like, I'm, I, I, unofficial ambassador of like Chinatown. I, I grew up going there. So it's like uh, when when I realized George Yu um, is really trying to curate the perfect Chinatown eatery, mm. <clears throat> I wanted to be a part of it super, super bad. <laughs> Good. And, uh, yeah, you know, Roy Choi is there, Andy Ricker, um, Jack from Endorphy, mm-hmm. and his coffee's great. And uh, Scoops. 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And the girl that does that little uh, vintage shop, she's great. She came yeah. from Obey. Um, oh, my God. I'm sorry. I'm spacing her name. Me too. Former Maximiliano customer. God, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. probably, you know, you could find it. Go to Chinatown. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, she has a really ill store. It's like mm-hmm. cool-ass shit. Not Ooga Booga. 
Oh no! This in the same uh, strip where Chego and Pock Pock and, and then Scoops Burger are. Um, Burger Lords coming in. Burger Lords is going where the the main plaza is, where uh, Hop Louie and the the drinking fountain. That's where oh, okay. Uga okay. is Grand and, and Grand Star. Yeah. And what's the, it used to be Mountain Bar? It's called General Lee's. General is right there. Yeah, yeah. I, don't know, I heard that you were supposed to be DJing there on Saturdays, and I, I like. I like uh, vicious rumor that it circulated the Los Angeles vicious area. Vicious club rumor. That's <laughs> yeah, not true. So that's the thing. It's like I get that all the time. Where it's like I hear rumors of like, oh yeah, I heard you're going into the Glendale Galleria, and it's like, oh, hey, yeah, uh, who told you that? But you know, people try to sell other people on other people's coolness, right? So For sure. Like, sure. I was hearing like, oh dude, yeah, you know. Them jeans is going to be on Saturdays at, yeah. at, at General Lee's every Saturday. And I was like, what? <laughs> are, you, are you still doing that Tuesday at Yang Chow? <laughs> Don't sleep on Slippery Shrimp, my, y'all. My girlfriend told Master me chef. that. And I, and I had the same response. I, I, I had never heard and or spoken to anyone about See, doing cause that. See, because coming off of like the whole, like, I want to like bring more people into Chinatown, I was like, whoa, for real? You're this is like, going to happen? Yeah. yeah, I was like, this is awesome. Like, I want to I know the inside track on this thing. Like, what's going on? Yeah. And then she was like, I don't know. Don't <laughs> <laughs> make it happen. And burglars are close. Fred Max are they're they're, yeah, they're 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 right there. They're the homies. I think the end of the month they should be yeah, ready such to go. a good name. And they'll be on the Zipod, I reckon, or somebody will yeah, be. Yeah, those guys are like. I mean, I, I feel like they should have opened a long time ago. I, I don't know. Oh, uh, they got the calendar. The, <laughs> the anticipation's like crazy. Fred Max, you guys are very slow. NK Hawk, hi. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah, speed it up. Um, well, let's. I first saw you speaking at um, a Filipino food festival of sorts right. downtown, and I thought you, you basically did kind of like a TED Talk about your whole life and process of how you became where you are today, and I was very impressed by that. I thought you did an awesome job, and that's one I reason... I felt like it was a little preachy. <laughs> See, my dad, my dad's like a preacher, like a legit, full-on, yeah? let me touch oh, your wow. head and pray on you, preacher. And as I was <laughs> talking, I was getting flashbacks of the dudes in my head, and I'm like, because I haven't talked to my father in a while, because he's a little like radical Catholic. Um, you know what I mean? It's yeah. like kind of that like, Mel Gibson's dad kind of yeah, Catholicism, dude, like exactly like Passion of the Christ is on like all yeah. day long. They fall asleep to it. Doesn't oh, believe no. in the Vatican too. Yeah, so I was like, a little too turned up religiously. Yeah, and I was up, I was up there, and I was holding the mic, and I'm like, holy shit, like. You had the Holy Ghost in you, didn't you? Um, my dude, I am my dad's son. <laughs> like, this is weird. Well, I, subconsciously, some of that preaching rubbed off on you. Yeah. But I, you, it was only just a perfect amount. It was not, you know, because you were just talking about your life. So you gained all the positive aspects of being a public speaker. And you, whether you knew it or not, you did a really amazing job. You you paused correctly for for crowd reactions and applause. You walked you know, you kind of pace the stage nicely. Yeah. It, it was oh, like really? very... Oh, uh, dear. I had, I had my girl holding up uh, uh, cue cards just so I could know where I'm at. For real? Awesome. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Damn. she was like right next to the DJ booth. Well, I was right next to the bar in the back, <laughs> so I did not know any of that was happening. <laughs> All right. But it, it, it was exactly like a, a professional TED Talk is how it, is how it Dude, went down. I and I was the- like... Wait, well done. I spent the whole week watching TED Talks on Netflix. And yeah. I was just like, dude, I got to nail this thing. Because it's like, I, you know, the Filipino food movement is so near and dear to my heart. Because, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I, I need to learn my culture. And I grew up in East L.A. And I, 
I really didn't know much about Filipino food or like how to make Filipino food. And like when you ask my grandma, it's like open a seasoning packet and throw it in some water and boom, <laughs> you got Filipino food. I'm like, dude, that's not how you do it. Yeah. <clears throat> so when they well, asked that me, is, that is how a lot of Filipinos do it, though. Yeah, I mean, we're every such a, sauce that exists that I've learned, you, there's a packet of it that you can buy at Seafood City. Yeah, like you can get like you know like the kare kare. It's it's like this peanut butter sauce stew, and. I asked my grandma, like, how do you make it? And she's like, oh, you buy the North seasoning packet. <laughs> Dude, like, I'm over here telling everyone my grandma's food is the bomb. <laughs> <laughs> well, Don't sure sleep on MSG. That's, how a, lot of, that's a how a lot of grandmas are. I mean, that's, you know, growing up, that was the same for my brother mm-hmm. and I. But you know what? It can still be the bomb and come from a packet. Oh, yeah, yeah. It, yeah. But you know, yeah. when you, but it when, really makes you want to learn the yeah, you, yeah, yeah, when you're talking to dudes like, uh, like Chef Charles uh, from Rice Bar, and and you talk to him, and he's been in the game for like twelve years. Like he's been cooking for like Guisevois and like Patina and all that. And mm. he's just like, yeah, man, you got to do it from scratch. Like you, and his family, uh, where they're from, they make everything from scratch, and they cooked every single day. And he's like, yeah, man, that stuff is good, but it's not real. Because when you taste the real stuff, you're like your uh, eyes like open, your mind's sure. blown. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I mean, just like any type of pre-made. Kraft macaroni and cheese is good in its own way, but nutritional value aside, and yeah, yeah and the yeah. nutritional value as well. Yeah, I mean, I still have like that guilty pleasure of mac and cheese. Yeah, why not? Of course, you know, who I mean, doesn't? Like, Sometimes you smoke pot. Top ramen. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So taco, dude. Uh, how about how about banquet fried chicken? Uh, What's banquet fried chicken? Free, uh, freezer section, freezer right? Freezer section yeah. fried chicken. You never had it? Mm-hmm. No, we didn't grow up with that. Oh, dude, that's crack. I don't know. I mean, I had like the kid cuisine fr- fried chicken. Right. Sure. This ain't no dino nuggets, man. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. a real deal business. You, you gotta check it out. Like, you know. Banquet fried chicken. Just Banquet, frozen fried chicken. Frozen fried chicken. Put in the oven. Throw in the oven. And then, mm. you know, 20 minutes later, boom, you got <laughs> crazy, crazy, crispy fried chicken. Get the apple butter going. Oh, that sounds good. <laughs> um, no. Well, it, could you sort of do a condensed version of what you did? On this podcast, so people could learn more about your journey. Um, you don't have to do the full thing. Yeah, no, I, but it was great. Yeah, it was basically my uh, explanation on how I got to opening Exa, which is basically, you know, going to college, regular people college, you know, Cal State Fullerton, and finishing and 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 working for the man, and all you could think about on a daily working basis. For the man, where? Uh, well, I worked for. For a construction company who worked for banks, and at the time it was when banks were getting bailed out and, mm-hmm. and all that stuff, and you you see where the money's going, and you just hate life. Yeah, sure, you know? <clears throat> sure, sure. And um, and during that time, all I could think about was like, dude, what am I gonna make for dinner? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, hit, like text my brother, yo, um, you know, what do you want to have for dinner tonight? Let's go to the market. I'm thinking about pasta. What do you think? You know, like that. And, and yeah. I'm supposed to be. Sounds familiar. Yeah, I'm Love supposed that. to be doing work. And and, uh, and were you living at home at this point still? Or no, I, this, I, you I, you lived with your brother. No, well, my brother would be like he would he was still in high school. We're ten years apart. Oh, cool. And uh, you know, this is like summertime, and he'd just crash at my crib because we'd smoke pot. And, yep. Got it. <laughs> you know, yeah, like video games. But, you know, yeah, because yeah. you know, like I referenced earlier, my dad's kind of a religious freak, so it's like he would spend summers with me. So your house was a little sanctuary. Yeah, it was a place. It's a home away from home. He could listen to his rap music. Exactly. <laughs> Musics, yeah, <laughs> and uh, it, it just got to me, and I was like, Hey, dude, like my passion's in cooking, and I literally 
packed a bag, uh, all my bags, my house, and threw it into my truck and drove to Portland and gave everything up, didn't tell anyone. I didn't even tell my parents. My parents didn't know I was gone for like Whoa. a week. They were yeah. just like, where, where are you? It's like your cousin's birthday party. Why aren't you here? It's like, <laughs> uh, I hate to break it to you, dude. I've moved to Portland and I'm going to culinary school. I left Damn. my... Th- yeah. Oh, shit. Well, yeah. Did you not tell them because of the religious aspect of nah, it? No, they wouldn't or- have let me go. Um, they would have just forbid you. Yeah, you know, because, uh, you know, to them it's like, dude, like we came all the way over here from the Philippines. <clears throat> you know, we helped you with your education. Ah. You know, like they, to them, working as a male guy for like the gas company would have been better than going to culinary school because right. it's like something they could tell their friends, you know, and like, mm-hmm. and so I didn't tell what them. What about nursing school? Yeah, or, yeah, they wanted, you know, I think that's like a fallback. Like, everyone wants to be the doctor, mm-hmm. but if you're not smart enough to be the doctor, then you become the nurse. Yeah. I was just never that guy. My parents <laughs> my parents were just like, after middle school, they're like, yeah, this guy's not going to be a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> this, yeah, let's just. You're having the last laugh. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, I, like I just took my my mom out for, for lunch. Uh, and I, you know, I'm, I haven't seen her in a while either, but, like, I'm trying to, like, get closer. Where do your parents again. live? They live over in Pasadena. Okay, but they we, I grew up like we grew up in 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 Pico Rivera in East LA, and then mm-hmm. later on when I grew up and I left their house, they ended up moving to Pasadena. It's safer or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, I, I left and went to culinary school, um, and I worked at a bunch of restaurants for free, like oh. all the best restaurants. The only way you can get into restaurants. Um, without like hesitation is to volunteer mm-hmm. yeah. you know because day I, of yeah just like yo i'm gonna come uh hang out peel potatoes if you need me wash dishes i'll do whatever let me get into the kitchen and if i'm good enough give me a shot and i did that for two and a half years over there <clears throat> in portland how long in did portland, it take yeah. for you to move on from potato peeling to a oh, hired dude. position uh i didn't get hired so i would stage and go to different restaurants um, and work for free for like two years before I even went to culinary school. And um, that's a good dedication. Oh, before? Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, that's smart. Uh, yeah. Well, you know, it's just like if I'm gonna bank on this and make like, sure you, you know, like you're it. You're in your mid twenties. It's like you got to make sure this is what you want to do. Yeah. And like when you wake up and you feel justified, then you know you're doing what you want to do. Mm-hmm. So, um, went to culinary school after that. Uh, worked like some shitty McCormick and Schmick's job while I was at culinary school, okay. and um, and uh, <coughs> kept volunteering at these other restaurants, like the top t- top notch restaurants. And then once I finished culinary school, six months later, I got a paying job, and mm-hmm. literally went from prep cook to salad guy in a week, and then running the kitchen in like six months. Mm-hmm. So cool. yeah. And and that's when I was like, yeah, you know what? This is actually worth doing every day, working your butt off, you know, eighteen hour days or whatever. And uh, yeah, got what paid. kind of what what restaurant was that that uh, you got hired at first? Ten oh one. It's uh, so basically the whole brass there was from Thomas Keller's restaurants, mm-hmm. um, opening chefs of Per Se and Bouchon, and they all went moved to Portland because it's like. You know, farm to table is like literal there. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yes. they, yeah. So uh, they all moved over there for the produce and, and and all that stuff. So it was a Thomas Keller esque restaurant. It's real dedication to move somewhere just because the produce is Dude, better. It makes sense. And if you're in, surrounded by produce that ain't on par, and you get that, you like start thinking about it all the time. Oh, like, oh I want that. Ugh. 
Just and then, it just makes your life easier. Yeah. Like having good produce and like cooking it and knowing it's already going to be good. You know what right. I mean? Like it just makes your life easier. You can use restraint and have it work. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Like it's like the actual flavor of a carrot, you know, yeah. like as opposed to like a curried carrot, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I, I got, finally got paid. <laughs> and six months <laughs> later, the restaurant closes. Oh. Mm. Yeah. It was just, we had this amazing service. It was um, New Year's Eve, 2009. And uh, it was just like 350 covers. Everything was like surf and turf. You know, we were drinking champagne while we were cooking because it was like New Year's Eve. Prefix. Oh, prefix. Yeah. And, and you know, at the end of the night, shift was over. The restaurant owner was like, guys, to an amazing new year. Cheers to everyone. Cheers, cheers, cheers. Next day axed the whole restaurant closed the whole restaurant dude like i don't know who he hired but like the next day there wasn't even any tables in the kitchen in the restaurant anymore oh that's terrifying whoa yeah that happened to that spot in glendale that was it was just a it was the oddest thing and obviously nobody was told so you're going you're walking up to the restaurant even the head chef didn't know we were all there, just pink. knocking on the glass. Hello. <laughs> they, had, well, they, they had a fold-up. Yeah, they had a fold-up table. All our knives and all of our equipment that wasn't owned by the restaurant were on a table. That's nice of them. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, "All right, I'm gonna take this little candy bowl from the door. I'm gonna take. I'm, ta- I'm taking this like Peugeot uh, Peppermill. You know what I mean? Like, I was like, "Fuck this place." And then Man. I was at the crossroads. It's like, dude, like, should I move back to LA? Uh, and uh, at the time, Dave Lefebvre was opening up uh, MB Post. Like, he just left Watergrill. And uh, I emailed him, and I was like, hey, I'd love to be a part of your project. I'm over here in Portland right now, but I'll definitely move down. And he's like, dude, we're not going to open for another six months. <laughs> <laughs> but if you want to come down, come down. So I was like, dude, what am I going to do for six months? Packed up the truck again, drove down, went to Napa, uh, staged at Bouchon, staged at French Laundry. Um, yeah, came back, staged at Hatfield, Spago, like all the crazy restaurants, just volunteer. And then I got like a consulting job um, for a gastropub in Pasadena, and they never paid me. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. Classy. Yeah. Are they still open? Yeah. They actually been... have three locations now, which is weird. And I was just like, oh, I'm so curious. Yeah, it's it's weird because it's like, oh, yeah, you got there because you didn't pay people. And you, you know what I mean? Like, Not even know. a Starbucks gift card. You know yeah, I mean? dude. Give you me want to put them on blast? Give me a shift drink. Ah, you know what? I'd rather not. Okay. Especially nowadays, mm-hmm. they'll find me so easy. Chipotle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We'll talk off pod. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, through their window tonight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Stay out of Pasadena tonight, y'all. Yeah. Do Barney's. not go there. <laughs> Don't go to Barney's Beanery. <laughs> and I'm I'm sure the journey, the long journey, is paved with a lot of those. Oh yeah. Unpaid bummers and mm-hmm. doors getting closed in your face. You know. It's rough. Yeah, it's tough. And and moving to LA, like the industry is crazy. Yeah. Like the culinary industry is cutthroat, man. Like you're up against like every time you're cooking. You're looking at who you're working with, and you're like, "Dude, this guy's gonna take my job. I gotta get better. I gotta get yeah. better." Mm. And and that's or every how, time a, a restaurant opens up next door to you, like, yeah, I have to be better than it's, them, or they're gonna put us out. Of yeah, especially if you've gone through that whole like going to work and all that shit's gone. You know, like you've seen yes. if you've seen this unfold. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Where it's it, like if it has happened to you before. Yeah, and uh, you know, I worked at it ended up 
opening up uh, MB Post, working there for for like the first six months of of its its life, <clears throat> and it was great, man. I was like so different from Portland because in Portland a packed night is like eighty people. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like all night or just, yeah, all uh, night. Portland, that's not, not yeah. a turn. Yeah, that's like it's, yeah, it's like that's two turns. We have forty seater, two four. turns. Yeah, Oof. and then L A. Or MB Post, we were doing like 450. Yeah, that's a lot. You know what I mean? I was training and burning like there was 14 dishes off of our station. Then uh, that was just like one aspect of the kitchen. <sighs> and we were just like literally every three seconds a new dish. I see why you would open Xlet and be like, this is a fucked up business model. Yeah, well, how many, co- how many covers are you doing in Xlet then? Oh, dude. So, <laughs> so much more, dude. That, that's what I mean. You know what? To its credit, to MB Post's credit. That's how I learned how to do volume. Mm-hmm. And, it's also um, really good. Yeah, we do like on the weekdays we'll do easily five fifty, and then on the weekends we'll do over a thousand, for sure. Son of a gun. Yeah, it's it's nuts. I mean, people want their egg sandwiches. And it man. still hasn't let up. No, every it looks like it's growing every time I go to. Market. Oh, dude! Wow, yeah, when we when we first opened, you know, we were like the first one of the first vendors there. We're like the fourth probably. Mm-hmm. Of, of the new wave. Of the new wave. So like yeah. You and G&B yeah. and... G&B, Horse Thief, and Valerie's. Yeah. yeah. And Sticky Rice. Oh, Sticky Rice, which yeah. is very... So I think it's the, one of the more slept-on spots there. Yeah, totally. Sticky Rice is delicious. Yeah. I, I do. When we, when we first opened, I was eating there every day. <laughs> really good. That's how I met Angela. Hmm. That works. <laughs> yeah. Is that why you look familiar? <laughs> Seriously, I love um, that place so much. Have you scooped from me before? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. You know, and and when we first moved in there, people were just like, "Dude, like this line is crazy. It's probably only going to last like a couple weeks." And like here we are, two years later, and it's even worse. Like they're trying to like contain our lines, so like they make right. us like there's like a maze Cause now because it's affecting other businesses. Other businesses, like other businesses, are getting upset because their lines blocking their <laughs> their thing. Like, yeah, I, I respect that. Like, dude, I get it. I'm sorry, but mm-hmm. like, you know, this is where we're at. They don't want us to put it because originally the line was on the street, and f- I don't know for what reason the market wants it to go into the market, mm-hmm. and so now it's like a maze. It does like this loop de loop all <laughs> around the market. And and people are just like, dude, what the fuck? Are you putting crack in this? I'm like, no. I've man. never not seen a line since you guys opened when I'm at Grand yeah. Central. Only when the AC was broken. That's about it. Like, <laughs> dude, that was rough. I dude, went, I summers day, summers over. over there are dog days for sure, mm-hmm. for sure. Um, yeah, man. And I mean, so after so after it's been two years, two plus years at Exlud, has all of the kind of hoopla and everything and all the press kind of slowed down and it's just you guys have just kind of kept your head down and just cranking it out yeah i mean no it seems like nobody's really like talking about the name anymore yeah we've become a a, just a regular la spot you Mm -hmm. know and that's great that's what we've been waiting for yeah fixture um and you know press is still there i mean there's just dude we've been doing so much press in the last six months that hasn't even gone out yet mm-hmm. and then you know we just got like la weekly best breakfast reader's choice or whatever so that's gonna do something but yeah you know we did this this show on food network um i think it was best breakfast ever dude uh, you could tell when they air it because it's like one of those shows they uh, air like three times a week right and we know when they air it because the next day that's it's good. just you like need to know the to most up random people <laughs> like, oh. like just show up they're like yeah dude Totally saw this on Food Network. We're, that's why we're here. That's Oinkster. They, no, would, they had the schedule it, when the diners 
When Guy Fieri went to Orange yeah. and they actually like, was it five years ago or something? It was like years that. ago, yeah. and now that's finally stopping to air. But but they would have to prep up, yeah, in advance to 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 be ready We're for need the crush. More fucking tomatoes tomorrow yeah, because it's Guy Fieri is about to air again for the nine hundredth mm-hmm. time. Yeah, the, the Food boom, Network is real. It, like it, it works. It, it, yeah, that it, that made their restaurant. They it's, were it's struggling. Nuts. It's nuts. Cool. Like when 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 I saw that, I was like, dude. This this is gonna be epic. Like it's we're awesome. gonna be busy for a while. <laughs> and but you know, sure you were you were explaining the first time when Excellent went from a food truck to almost being out of business, and then you had the your a, a special visit and review from somebody right. that really launched it over there. Could you explain that? Yeah. Story? So you know, we were three months three months into to being a truck. I only had enough money to make it survive for six. Like, you know, if it did really crappy, I'd be alive for six months. Like, that's how... How much money would would, would that be that to was, keep it for six months? At that time, it was only 13 grand. Okay. <clears throat> you know, we were we were looking at 50 covers a day, um, and that was just being conservative. And, you know, there were some days we weren't even... We did, like, 10. Like, two we, of you? Y- yeah. Oh, well, it got to the point where it was just me. I was oh, in there, shoot. and... Uh, and Ruth Rachel showed up one day, three months. Ooh, that'll in. do it. That, and that was it. That was it. She came in. She had no idea who we were. She was on her morning walk. She was with Are her you friends. Serious? Yeah, she was just like, "What the hell is this egg slut thing?" That's crazy. And she showed up, and I and she ordered the coddled egg, and I made it from scratch just for her. I was like, "Dude, like, I'm gonna do this to order." You know, and she, I told her it's gonna take about 15, 20 minutes. Like, she's like, "Fine, it's cool. We're here talking anyway." Um, she. I handed it to I handed it to her and I watched her through the window and and you just see her eyes like you know like when you when you take that bite and you're just like what the fuck am I eating like, this yeah. is so good yeah and and I looked at her and and that's all her eyes said to me and I was just like dude this could this could be it like this could be the and thing. you knew who it was oh yeah at the time I I mean when she walked up like I was nervous you're shook I'm sure yeah I was nervous because you know I'm like signing out I'm egg sandwiches and she's like known for shutting restaurants down when she was on the New York Times. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah. she she was a vicious writer, dude. She was. And she or a critic. And what was, what was, what was the coddled egg dish that you served her exactly? Um, so it's our signature dish. It's basically what I tell people. Is this the one that used to be normally? Yeah. yeah. We used to be the whole jar. Um, and uh, yeah, it's it's basically the definition of an egg slut in one bite. It's like ooey gooey. Um, so walk us, walk us through that dish. So uh, we do Robuchon potatoes, so we get like three pounds of potatoes to one pound of butter. Um, we slow push the potatoes till it's like perfectly cooked. Go through a ricer, and then um, after we get the ricer, we go through a fine mesh strainer, almost like silk screening the potatoes through the strainer, mm-hmm. and then we add butter to it. And the butter's still emulsified, so it's not like melted butter; it's just soft butter, and we're just like folding it in, and that's it. Just that butter and salt. <clears throat> piped into a potato, we crack an egg on top in a jar, close the jar, sous vide it for an hour at 62, and then we throw it in in a pot of boiling water for like a minute to like seize up a little. Oh. And that's the dish. It's chives on top, a little bit of gray salt. It's it's kind of like an ode to like the fine dining background that I have, mm-hmm. but also it's like classic breakfast, potatoes and eggs. Mm-hmm. So, and served with bread. Yeah, with a we we used to do three slices of of uh, of baguette, and people were like, dude, 
that's nine bucks. Like, oh, know? yeah? Yeah, and I'm like... <laughs> yeah, the labor, you just... Yeah, the labor is insane. So, you know, like, as we got busier, we started getting a little bit more buying power and, like, Bread Bar, who's, like, oh, one of the God. best bread, bread companies in L.A. They're like, dude, we'll give you a demi baguette and it's more than three slices of bread for the same price it would cost you for three slices of baguette. If you guys keep ordering a fuckload as you yeah. keep doing. Yeah, if we just keep okay. ordering a fuckload. Sorry, Mom. Yeah, we're there. And so, yeah, now <laughs> it's like a justified it. thing. No one even complains. It's like, oh, it comes with a demi-baguette. Great. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. And so, that is an amazing dish. Yeah. Well, the texture of the yolk is pretty phenomenal. Yeah, it's like fudgy. Yeah. yeah it reminds like, huh. me, I used to, when the first time I had it, it reminds me, my mom used to, and this is different, but um, the texture of that yolk, I used to always get a dip egg when I was a kid. And you'd crack it open. You'd have like slivers of bread that you could actually like dip, dip in and in put the, in. Yeah. And then so it's uh, it's so good. Yeah, and 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 that well to 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 continue on the story of Ruth Rachel, mm. she like literally ate it and wrote a haiku about it, tweeted it, and we went that night. I think I went to sleep with like seventy followers, <laughs> and then the next morning, like you know, you see notifications notifications on your phone, and it just said. 2,000 followers. <laughs> yeah. And like... That's such a good story. Yeah, and then like, you know, I'm getting like emails from like LA Times, LA Weekly. You woke up to your phone on fire. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Amateur gourmet and they would just show up and we just had this momentum. It was nuts. And from then on, we were in front of... At that point, we were at in front of uh, Coffee Commissary Oh, uh, on Fairfax and we were there for like two years. Like eighty people deep line, yeah, it was, Damn. it was dope. <laughs> Do you still talk to Ruth? Uh, you know, I see Have her. You sent her a Christmas card. No, or anything? I, I saw her a year ago. In she Portland. still get that envelope on Fridays. <laughs> <laughs> I saw her a year ago, and she like looked at me. And she was in front of the Ace Hotel in Portland, and she looked at me like she's like, "Oh, who is this guy?" And he's familiar. And I went over there and I gave her a hug, and I'm like, "You don't know, or you might not remember me, but I'm the dude from Meg Sutton." And, she was with a bunch of friends, and it just so happened they were like, Nancy Silver. Oh, jeez. <laughs> and she's like, this is the guy. This is Excellent guy. And she's like, I begged for this, like, for Excellent to come to New York, you know, because she's there. On, like, she, that's where she's from. And I was like, dude, one day. I don't know. And she, that was the last thing I, 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 that was the last time I saw her. And wow. I was just like, dude, I'm glad she remembered me. Like, the fact that she, like, yeah. was like, hey, I, I, I remember you. I just don't remember how I remember you. And then I explained to her, and she's just like, yeah. We got to get guy. Ruth to bankroll Excellent NYC, man. Oh, man. <laughs> she just incept- <laughs> put a little inception in there. Oh, man. I don't know, Matt. I, like, I feel like a, a majority of our customers in the beginning were from New York. Because, you know, bacon, egg, and cheese on a roll. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. a huge oh. New Yorker thing. Sure. Kaiser American cheese. Yeah. It's just very Salt, pepper, mayo. bodega, sando. Yeah. Direct your, you know, it's just how you started your day. And, and everyone has their story. And, 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 you know, I go to New York. We're going to New York at the end of the month. Um and every time I'm there, it's like first thing is like bacon, egg, and cheese on a roll. It's crappy, but it's good. It's it like, doesn't matter where works. you are either. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You take a rock and you throw it, and you'll hit four places that'll that make you one. one, and all four of them will be good enough yeah. to eat. Yeah. yeah. It's like slice pie. To, you never have to worry about it. Yeah. So, you know, New York is definitely somewhere I'd love to be. Uh, but, you know, I'm working on so much stuff right now here in LA that. It's a good segue. Like what? <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, we just got. We just sold. Uh, Ramen champ, and uh, now I'm working on like a Filipino influence concept. Um, 
in Chinatown. I had my fingers mm-hmm. crossed when we were talking f- before we started recording. Like, if, if this concept is Filipino, yeah, based, then yeah. I am. And you know, I'm, it's more like it, it's like a like I grew up <laughs> loving like Filipino food, but like not knowing how to make it. But I also love LA food in general. Like, you mm-hmm. know, Mario's, the Peruvian spot. Mm-hmm. You know, like going to King Taco when you're drunk and getting that super fiery hot red sauce. And like, mm-hmm. so there's certain elements that I feel you can grab and, and mix with Filipino food, and uh, it'll be amazing. And so, <clears throat> you know, I'm also learning that a lot of the Filipino food that is great are great because the vegetables are great. Mm-hmm. And it's and it's like I'm thinking and like I don't know people might like shoot me for it but it's like we're as a culture relying on too much pork fat yeah <clears throat> like yeah. for flavoring mm-hmm. and I'm like and shrimp paste and shrimp paste and and fish sauce and certainly all that. for a, if it's a daily diet absolutely right. like, yeah. and 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 then I'm looking like I was talking earlier about plenty more the 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 cookbook I'm like looking through that I'm like dude there's like definitely a lot of things in there that can be Filipino food, mm-hmm. you know, you know, so, um, I'm definitely trying to like <clears throat> do more of like the Filipino flavors when it comes to like chickpeas, like chickpeas and some type, some, some type of like roasted bell pepper stew. Um, traditionally in the Philippines, it'd be machado. Um, and that's with meat, like, mm. like a, a short rib or something like that, like a braised short rib. But you take that element out, like the short rib element out and you have the chickpeas, it's bomb. Mm-hmm. It's super good. Put it like over a, rice sort of thing? Yeah, over mm-hmm. rice um, and then like a grilled piece of chicken, you know? And then like eight lumpia on the side. Yeah, I'm, I'm, working, <laughs> on, I'm working on... Lumpia ho. You can use that. I'm just saying. <laughs> Feel free. <laughs> uh, you know, so, you, so you're trying to make the, the kind of L.A., California vibe with Filipino food to be a daily driver right. restaurant because a lot of Filipino food, you can't eat it every day. Because yeah, you can't so eat gnarly. it every day. And and that's the thing. It's like I, I want to finally like when I made eggs, it was because I loved making breakfast, um, and it was like a pure thing. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? It was just like, dude, breakfast in L.A. It's weird. It's like we were just talking about it earlier today. It's like, dude, that lady's eating a sausage and cheese from Starbucks. Right. <laughs> you right. know what I mean? Like in her car. And it's like it's either horrible or, does, or it doesn't happen at all. Or it doesn't happen at all. So that's why we made eggs, which is like, dude, like look, coming from Portland. Breakfast was such an important thing. Breakfast sandwiches are so important. And so I had like this really big passion for it. And like since I've opened that, I had passion for ramen, did a ramen spot. And 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 lately it's more like, dude, I'm learning my culture. I'm starting to like um imp- like implement like what I've learned in French kitchens to like simple Filipino recipes. And I'm like, dude, this would be bomb if it was just a stew and it was just vegetables. Or like we have this dish called mungo. I don't know if you've ever had it. Mm, I don't it's think mung so. bean um, with ginger and pork. It's I grew up hating it, but I made my <laughs> version with mushrooms and lentils, green lentils. Mm-hmm. It was off the chain, and I was like, <laughs> "This is super Filipino, but it doesn't have like that weird mung bean texture to it. It has like, uh, a nice like lentil texture right. to it." So I'm like, "Dude, this is this could totally work." And uh, when we finally sold Ramen Champ, I was like, I have free time. It freed you up, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was like, yeah. I have free well, time. Well, how often are you at Egg Slot in the kitchen? In the kitchen, hardly ever. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, you have that all down to a T. You have a staff yeah. and it's all. I, I haven't like been working on the line at Egg Slot for about a year. 
I mean, you almost can't because yeah. it's an open kitchen and everyone there wants oh, to you talk get to anything you, done. take a picture oh, with nothing. you, give you a shout out. That, that's exactly what happens. Like the night before you go out and you get drunk and then the same people that you got drunk with show up to the exit the next day and they're like, <laughs> yo, what's up? That line's long, huh? Wink. Can't like, <laughs> 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 talk to you <laughs> right now. Um, so you got to put beats on. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so, so yeah, man. So I've, like, I've, I've been in that situation before. Oh, Sam yeah. and I will show up there hungover, and then, you know, we'll see the homies. Everyone's all cooking. Like, what's up, dude? How you doing? And everyone's like, and they give you, they just give us free shit to shut us up. <laughs> take a take an egg. Just well, leave us alone, please. Yeah. Well, I mean, we we have to take care of our customers as well. I mean, especially like, dude, yeah, of yeah. Course. we have dudes that have been coming uh, egg slut since the truck, like in on Fairfax, and it's like they show they they drive from Fairfax all the way to downtown, and they're like, yo, what's up, man? How you been? It's like, yo. Hang out right here. I already know what you want because I remember your order. <laughs> I got Amazing. you. Because <laughs> yeah, you know? well, breakfast is so special and so particular. You can't I – mean, I worked diners and, and restaurants for so long. I was like, right. oh, that dude likes it. Like that toast is too dark. Like a new server, like right. you got to like – no. Like it's not going to cut it for Jim. Yeah. You can't I, do I, that. Like, I, I, oh, is the yogurt, toast, is the yogurt touching the granola? Like no, 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 no. Yeah. Like that's just not going to work. This breakfast is so personal because at your house it's you like dial personal. it in. It's super personal. It's the first so thing personal. that you're eating in the morning yeah. or to start your day. It's a um, trust thing. It really is. Whoever you're, it's feeding you for breakfast, and it's like this guy's got me. It's like rare. Yeah, and I mean, it's like it's not just us. Like Blue Jam, their line's freaking insane. Yeah. The griddle. You have your equivalent. Yeah. yeah, like everyone has like their go-to breakfast spot purely griddle. because it's become like a thing. It's like, dude, I like my eggs a certain way, and yeah. these guys do it that way, and boom, that's why I'm here mm-hmm. every weekend. So yeah, we take care of our, our customers and. And yeah, I'm 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 there and I'm not. I'm there through like text messages. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yo, mm. uh, I just saw on the video camera that uh, you guys are just chilling. So what's up with that? Question <laughs> <mark>. <laughs> or mm. if you're leaning, you could be cleaning. Yeah, exactly. Or or it's like, yo, I got friends coming by. Can you take care of them? Because mm-hmm. you know, sure. Egg Slut in itself is growing. Um, they they just leaked that we're going to be at the Cosmopolitan this week. We weren't supposed to talk about it, <clears throat> but now it's out there. So yeah, we're gonna be there in Vegas. In Vegas, um, love the Cosmopolitan. Yeah, I feel like my our, favorite hotel in Vegas. Our customer base is already going there, so we might For as sure. well open there. Um, and then the we got Vegas money baby. permanent spot. Oh yeah, there's, it's a it's a spot in the Cosmopolitan. It's gonna be ill. Like a walk up, wow. like now. Yeah, yeah. it's going to be the way. It, it's not yeah, going to have room service. I don't really know. How. No. Oh, that we're not, would be. Yeah, we're not changing. Intense, we're not changing much. It's going to be pretty much. You cut it out of Grand Central and you throw it into the Cosmopolitan mm-hmm. Hotel. You know, that's great. It's kind of the cachet of it. It's like you know, no frills. I mean, it's not like an extravagant build out in Grand Central anyway. It's like subway tile and it's black a line. Yeah, yeah, it's just mm-hmm. it's, it's just like a. Yeah, if you know what a line is, if you yeah. watch a line, it's just a line. It's just a line. So yeah, we're 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 going to be there. Um, I'm just there to consult, really. <clears throat> and you know, so like I'm I'm that's why I'm not always at Grand Central Market. I'm literally bouncing back and forth through all these different projects. Mm. And now I'm opening up this uh, this Filipino concept, and it's by myself. Like I have zero business partners. It's just me. So amazing. Oh, that sounds really fun. Do you have an? Yeah. A hopeful opening date? Uh, we, we were aiming for November 1st, but I think it's going to be more like mid-November, maybe December. That's Luckily, very soon. That's yeah, ambitious. We're, we're taking over a restaurant that just closed. So it's like, well, not just closed, but it's been closed for a little while. Mm-hmm. But it was in operations last year. So it's like, you know, it's easier that way. Yeah. You know, it's better than like building a restaurant from scratch. 
Um, and <clears> why? <throat> have a name for it? Uh, it's going to be called Amboy, uh, which is in in the Philippines what they call people like me who are born in America, American born boy. Oh, okay. Yeah. Ah, it's Amboy. So like that's that name. yeah, Amboy. It's like it's super Filipino. Dude. It's like <laughs> it's Filipino street slang. Um, and it's literally what I'm making. It's American born. Oh, yeah. Food. Mm-hmm. You know, but it's influenced um, by my culture, being Filipino and all that stuff. So I'm excited about it. You know, like I, I just got this big old grill. We're going to grill all our meats mm. um, to get that like. What kind of grill? Uh, it's it's a it's a char griller where it's it's because you know like you can't have an open flame um, at, at specific restaurants because of the way the the exhaust hoods are. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so you don't want to set the whole place on fire. But it's like a, I have a little cheater system on how to put like a smoky flavor um, in like a gas grill. And, you know, We're listening. Yeah, wood chips. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like you just throw wood chips on on, on a gas grill. And those chips make smoke. Yeah, it makes smoke. Yeah, smoke gets in food. Thing. Yeah. So you know we're doing that. Um, I'd love to have like an open wood fire grill, but it's tough. I'm doing it alone this time, so it's like don't have millions of dollars. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And what what is an example of a signature dish at Amboy? Um, Amboy. We're doing. Uh, we're gonna be doing like a a pork belly. Um, soaked in vinegar, calamansi, and soy sauce, which is like <coughs> traditionally called liempo um, in hmm. the Philippines. And uh, I, n- I never knew that. Yeah, it's going to be grilled. Crisp. Also, where do you buy the calamansi at? I never see it around. Oh, dude, I just got this wonderful email. From, it seems hard he's got to figure out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was my biggest issue going into this. I'm like, they don't even have it at Seafood City or any. No, they don't. Markets. You have to find an aunt that has a tree or an uncle that has a tree. And you go there and harvest it yourself. But I feel like everyone's been doing that lately. Huh. And there's zero calamansi anywhere. The well has run dry. Right. But I found this website of this like dude up in San Francisco who is harvesting from the Philippines and taking it over here. Oh. And I emailed the, the website. And I was like, yo, dude, what's up? Like, <laughs> I own this like really humble breakfast restaurant. He was wondering, you know, blah, blah, blah. And she's like... I've heard about your place. I got you. I'll take care of you. Let's start talking. So now Damn. going back and forth and hopefully it's like the drug trade, dude. Like yeah. C is hard to come by. It's, it's weird. I'm not Filipino. My girlfriend is, and I've sort of dug into Filipino cooking a little bit and all these recipes that call for it. They're, they're just saying, just add a little, add a little calamansi. Yeah. And there's different kinds of and calamansi. I have, I have never seen it for sale anywhere. Yeah. It's, and, and it, they're just I, like, yeah, just get it. Yeah. Some people are like, Oh yeah, I got kumquats. And it's like, dude, it's, it's not the same. What could you huh. explain it to our listeners who wouldn't know what it is exactly? So basically it's like a lime and a sour orange crap, like had a baby. <laughs> and and that's what a calamansi is. So it's like bitter, sour, um, and like almost savory. And Dude, it kind of looks like a kumquat. It's like a it, small orange yeah, like size. It, yeah, and so that that's where that's where the thing is. It's like either you're like the green calamansi, which is a little bit more sour, or the orange one, which is a little bit more sweet. Mm-hmm. There's do they use an Indian cuisine too. 
Uh, I'm not sure. Cause I've I've had this salted cured version. My roommate will get like eat 24, and he's like, "What is this wild ass like like really bitter, salty, savory, sweet lime joint?" It and it, lime it sounds pickle? the same way. No, is it you're talking about a single fruit? You're talking about like lime pickle? I don't know because it does. It, it is. It's a, it's about the like the dimension, the the diameter of more like a kumquat. Like yeah, you said. it's like a, it's right. like a quarter. You know? like a size of yeah, a quarter. it's like exactly about yeah. the size of a quarter. Ah, man. Yeah, it's a, mm-hmm. a, and I don't know. I mean, like it's hard to find. It really is, and uh, and there isn't really any substitute for it. N- no, there isn't. Uh, suppose like uh, my boy Charles, who does rice bar, he was telling me about this French vinegar. It's like a it's like a citrus vinegar that kind of tastes like it, and and you know, so like I'm like looking up. <laughs> you know what this is and like I can't find it and he has his connect for his Columbuncy and he's like ah, I'm not going to tell you where I get it from Dang. Dang. Dude, yeah it, it's real like it's real and you talk to anyone like Rhea at Wild I see her posting like her Columbuncy stash yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean and I'm like talking to the Lhasa guys and like yeah I have a knot in West Covina like you know what I mean like it's like real everyone has their stash but no one wants to be like yeah I'll take you there one day <laughs> so I need to look into the stash <laughs> yeah yeah I need a ride tonight. <laughs> yeah, and, and and it's like we're jumping you know, fences tonight. How are you? How are you going to do it? I mean, like you can't do it from concentrate, or maybe you can. I don't know. I, I haven't tried it, but pure, but it grows like a citrus bush. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you gotta you gotta get get together with a little bit of Every farmer. Every has one yeah. in the backyard. Yeah, yeah. Seriously, I mean, growing up, I had one, and it's weird. It's like weird. Like Filipinos, like we're very superstitious and stuff. So my grandfather lived with us for like my whole our whole life, or my whole life, and then like. He planted one, and when he passed away, the tree died. Really? And we, yeah. And I I was like trying to keep it alive, and when he passed away, the tree died. So I wouldn't have even had this problem because like that tree was so fruitful, dude. It was nuts. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. Interesting. That's weird, right? Have you planted one yet? No, I I live in downtown, so it's like ah, yeah. There's nowhere for me. I should plant one here. You should, yes, dude. I I bet you I could find seeds. Um, Let's talk, baby. Yeah, dude. <laughs> I live. I've got a nice big backyard. Oh, yeah. I live in Eagle Rock. It's like I feel like it might grow better there. There's more Filipino people over there. Like, I'm glass <laughs> I'm glass more, adjacent. Dude, yeah. Yeah. You should have I should your do it. Whole backyard. God, that's a, a great idea. A Kalamansi greenhouse, and you can just slang to all dude. these places. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, what about Kalamansi Hydro? In my yeah. my backyard with blue blockers all day and flip flops. Like, come mm-hmm. to me. Come to yeah. me. Yeah, it's not I just Filipino chefs that are looking for this thing, man. Yeah, like. Like, you know, mo- most chefs are like, yo, Columbia is the jam. Huh. You know what I mean? Because it, it adds like this, like, because I, like, I feel like we're more leaning more towards acidic food. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, we're, we Cut like through the, all the fat we've been yeah, eating lately. Yeah, Makes we sense. like the Thai salads. We like, you know what I mean? We like Definitely. that stuff. And like Mediterranean foods, like super sour. So it's like, Chefs are like, dude, calamansi. Do I, I like? I was just talking to some guy in, in in Portland. He's like, dude, I just found out about this thing. It's like, it's the shit. And I'm like, they're like leaning on it. They're trying to find it. <laughs> you know, and and like, you're like, eh, it's not that good. I, was, I, I wouldn't look too hard. It's really <laughs> nah. No reason to check it out, really, dude. So I mean, yeah, there's something there. If you if if I can get seeds, I'm I'm definitely calling you. All right, this. we'll get it popping. I have a real nice back. He's got a green thumb. Mm-hmm. I do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we were talking about this because you were describing a dish from the yes. new restaurant. You said pork belly marinated in soy sauce, vinegar, and the calamansi. Calamansi, yeah. Which those are like the three main Filipino flavors. Flavorings, yeah. So yeah, I'm switching it up a little, you know, throwing in a little bit of lemongrass for help, um, a little yeah. bit of garlic. 
Never hurts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, um, you know, we're grilling that to order. Um, oh. So it's like marinating all plate? of those? Yeah. And then we're, ta- we're – so basically the whole idea is a big butcher paper, um, a piece of banana leaf, rice, um, grilled meat, and then like two choices of vegetables that we're offering that day. Oh, cool. Nice. I'll eat that yeah. oh, in my mouth. The stuff going to be there, beer and wine? We're working on that. Yeah, I, cool. That's why we, we got the space that we got in Chinatown. That's why I had a hunch. Yeah, because it's so big. And it'd be perfect. It has its own bathroom for customers. Um, oh, that's great. Yeah. So, like, <clears throat> it's going to be interesting. This, this will yeah. be your first restaurant that has a bathroom in it? Its own bathroom? Yeah. <laughs> like, we're yeah, Robin Cham- yeah, Robin Cham didn't yeah, have Robin a bathroom. Cham didn't have, had the Table service one. then? No. Oh. It, like, the concept in itself is, like, you walk up to a window, you order it. It's street food, mm-hmm. you know? And, and it's butcher paper, banana leaf. We wrap it. You know what I mean? Like, you're not even getting a plate. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so it's like, because Filipinos, we eat off of banana leaves. And, like, it's, well, you know, we eat with our hands. We don't use fork and spoon traditionally. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're kind of, like, throwing Grab that element in there. a rice and dip it in something. And right. Yeah, prison style. Like, well, like Ethiopian food, same way. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I, I say prison style all the time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I was like, I was like, you know, whenever it's like you go to, like, these food events, they're always, like, so packed and... And sometimes you forget to pick up a fork, and I'm like, dude, just grab, grab me a spoon. It's fine. We're like, I, I know how to eat prison style. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, man, it's, it's, it should be interesting. Um, and then the whole, we have another space next to us that we're using as a, like a culinary art gallery. So basically, I'm talking to the chefs, and I'm like, yo, why don't you come do one night? And like, we'll do a supper club situation. Mm. Come there. Um, and like, it's like a, it's like, so basically think of a dining room We're we're gutting it, um, polishing the floors, you know, painting the walls white <clears throat> and chefs can come in there and cook one night and, and do a crazy one off menu. You do one dish. Yeah. If it's really good. One dish. If it's really good. Exactly. Yeah. How many seats? Uh, that's up to whoever, like there's literally nothing in it. So if you were to do a pop up there or a private supper, you know, we don't want there to be empty seats. We'd want there to be the exact amount of seats that mm. you want so the energy stays popping. Mm-hmm. You know? That's an amazing idea. Or chill. <laughs> oh, yeah, or However, chill. Whatever you're looking for. Yeah, whatever you're looking for. And, and you I'm know, sure there's enough people and chefs out there to keep that fully stocked with, with events. Yeah, well, I mean, a lot of these chefs are they're restaurantless. <clears throat> You know, like my boys from Lhasa, they're doing the Elysian. Mm-hmm. They did Highland Park Cafe. Love those guys. Uh, yeah. So they the, did Highland Park Cafe? Yeah, that's, I think that's where they mm-hmm. started. Oh. And so, like, I'm talking to them. I'm like, yo, maybe I should do something regular, you know, like, and I, I showed them my kitchen layout, and they're like, yo, tight, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So it's amazing. I mean, that's just like from a from a DJ aspect. That's very similar to the way we all interact with each other. Like a friend from Miami is like, "Yo, I got a party for you, right?" And you could stay here. And then when I come to LA, you can DJ at this thing. And like people from out of town, like, "Oh, you're in New York. Come to LA, do a night here. Right? We have everything ready to go. It's all set up for you. You just run it. Right? Boom." Yeah, and it's weekend. like it's like super chill. Like it's not like you know we're not trying to make it something. It's more like it's there. You know, like I've talked to people who are manufacturers of like or of plates, and they're just like it'd be great to have a chef 
do something awesome with this new style of plate that we're coming oh, that's out. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. or like I have friends that are photographers or artists, and they're just like, "Yo, imagine like you teamed up with the chef to create the mood on how to look at like your particular artwork." Cool. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's basically it's endless. Yeah, it's endless. And you know, Chinatown being Chinatown, it's like still new. It's still affordable. We can do creative things that way, and get rid of like the whole boring. You know, just normal restaurant. It's like, yeah, let's do something fun. Maybe on Thursday nights, we go to this space. We're not naming it. It's just a spot in Chinatown. Like you go, yeah. you go to. If you know about it, you know about it. You know? Lumpia Ho, love it. Lumpia Ho Pizza Slut. There you go. There you go. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, man. That's that's. So where do you have time for all this stuff? When? Yeah, I mean, how do you how do you manage all of these new Dude. things? Well, egg sluts. I, I've hired the right people mm-hmm. like you know people run egg slut um like a machine mm-hmm. and so i'm kind of hands off on that i'm like more like if you need me to be there to open i'll open another spot um but you know we train a lot of our employees to be leaders and they're really doing a great job and like they're really taking ownership of the business so it's like egg slut stuff i'm, I'm a little bit more like cool you guys can take care of it sort of an autopilot right ramen champ is gone mm-hmm. um, well it's still there but you know we, i'm not involved with it anymore and so now i have like me as a chef doing chef things like aspen food and wine bon appetit feast in portland we're gonna do international chef congress in in brooklyn at the end of the month mm-hmm. and then and then so you're Amboy. able to do all these little foodie events that you never had a chance to the last right. few years. And, and at the same time, like, rally chefs to be like, yo, you're from New York, come to L.A., you know, show us what New York is about. Or, mm-hmm. you know, I was in Portland, and uh, I met a chef out there who's doing Filipino food. I'm like, yo, you should come to L.A. and do it for one night. You know, he, he works at Clyde Common, which is at the Ace. Mm-hmm. And it's like, there's an Ace in L.A. Maybe you can you use can. your discount. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll it's fly pretty you close. out here. Let's do some Filipino food. So, yeah, man. like <clears throat> Amazing. Take a tour of historic Filipino town. Yeah. yeah. Go to Tommy Burger. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's the illest spot in, in Filipino. Oh, you know what? Park's Finest. Park's Finest. Park's Park's finest. finest. I, like, I got I to gotta bite my lip right there. Hold on. <laughs> I was right there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Shout out to John Eric. Yeah, John Eric is a wonderful man. Yeah, um, Park's Finest is definitely the spot to be in, Over there, in yeah. Filipino town for sure. I've been in a long time. Um, Wednesdays. I- Wednesdays. Wednesday specials. It's like that's today, bro. Yeah, yeah. You go there and they literally give you one of everything on the menu. So Whoa. You, yeah, you can. It's it's a lot of food. What, anyone can do that. Yeah, anyone. Sleeper favorites are chicken. They be really good. Yeah, chicken. chicken's good. The Hot links. Beef is ill. It's it's so weird, but it's bomb. It's been like two or three years since I've been. So, yeah. okay. Yeah, it's really good, and they've only they're growing and growing. They did a remodel recently. Yeah, it he looks com- great. In he there. comes in a good girl a lot. With his, yeah, he's a, he's a good guy. Yeah, dude. I I, I didn't <clears throat> I knew of him, and then I just met him like three weeks ago and I was there at Park's Finest for like three hours just talking about Filipino food movement and dude's been in the game like for the Filipino community he got in early yeah he's been there he's been doing the Filipino stuff for like just pop up barbecues at people's houses yeah like back when I thought I was like a Filipino thug yeah (laughs) he was like telling people like me like don't do that be a positive you know person and 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 a Filipino person in society you know what I mean I'm like wow were you thugging back in the day oh man 
bad. Really? Uh, you know, I, I hate talking about my past, but you don't. Well, you don't have to get know, into it. No, but you, you give know, us like, a couple. Put it of this hits. way: like, I went. To, I went to like every high school in the Whittier Union School District. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I was kicked out of my house at seventeen. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like. It was the time, you know, like back back then. The, you it know, was the style back yeah, then. Yeah, the mid nineties. Yeah, like, you went you to know. college, it's like whatever, man. Who cares? Yeah, you know, like I it's all to, good. Yeah, like, well, that's the thing. So I'm still Filipino, where it's like I still have to get grades. You know, like, I, mean? I didn't take like, classes. I was at that college every day, hustling. <laughs> Kids need to smoke weed at eighteen. You know what I mean? Did you ever go to jail? Uh, I, I steal some cars, I, graffiti. I, all of that. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. So a chef's life for you. Yeah. You know, when I was younger, that was, you know, Honda Civics were the thing, man. Like, <laughs> yes. Best line of the pod. Say no more, baby. Uh, yeah. Dude, no I, more. I tell people this all the time where it's like, we parked in front of Handsome Coffee for two years um, on the truck. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yo, back in the day, we would strip Integras and leave them on this block. Because <laughs> no one would find them. Because yeah. the arts district back in the day was like trucker town. Like people like with trucks would go there and sleep, and there's hookers on the street. You know yeah. what I mean? The like Greyhounds over there, yeah, kinda, sort of. Yeah, shit was ill, dude. Like it was crazy, and we would leave cars there when we were in high school, <laughs> stripped, no engine, no wheels, just on blocks, <laughs> just an egg sandwich on the on the and seat, just as a thank you. <laughs> like, you know, like twelve it, years later, I'm like on a food truck slinging egg, egg sandwiches. Yeah, and now you know celebrities are living on that block. And yeah, the toy lofts like per square foot, the highest in the city. Like, yeah, it's insane. It's bonkers. Mm-hmm. It's Ferraris and mm-hmm. Jaguars. Yeah. <laughs> I used to leave Integra's on blocks next to hookers over here. <laughs> yeah, man, it, it, it's a trip. I mean, you know, growing up in LA at that time, I mean, it's either you were like a like an, an athlete or mm-hmm. you were that guy, and I chose to be that guy. I grew up in Pico Rivera. All my friends were doing dirt. Yeah, I like it. Well, I, luckily in this day and age in this town, you can go through all of that, move on, and become a positive person right. and successful. Yeah, the journey, and you're the you're you're a great spokesperson for that. Yeah, you know, it's just normal. You know, what I mean, like you work hard, and that's what happens. I, I really can't I can't say that like, oh yeah, man, I really try to be this guy. <laughs> like, <laughs> it literally just happened. I, I, it was weird. With a few a few helps along the way, it sounds like people you met. And, yeah, you know, like yeah, that's I what really, it takes. I really like thank my mentors. Like, yeah, they yeah, kept me there. You know what I mean? Like, they're just like, dude. You're smarter than that. You're you're tough. Just keep going. Work you hard. St- you still call them every once in a while? Yeah. I yeah, went I just it. went back to my culinary school in Portland and uh it was weird. Like they have my picture up on the wall. Ah, that's uh, awesome. Yeah. Like, like when LeBron goes back to yeah, high school. It was, yeah. it was so crazy. And then I got to talk to all my mentors from, from school and they're just like, Yo, man, like we knew you were gonna be that guy. Oh cool. Be- yeah, they were like you stayed after class. You never missed a day. You know what I mean? And they're just like, we knew that you were going to do something special. And it's just so fitting that, you know, like I had to go back to Portland for Bon Appetit Feast. And we killed it. We got like the best dish on Zagat. Zagat mm. said we had the best dish of the weekend. So Damn. Wow. What was the dish? Yeah. Uh, speaking of egg dip, we did an egg dip. So Boom. <laughs> yeah, we Shout out to Jill Canaparo. <laughs> yeah, we, uh, yeah, we were hey, well. like... It was, it was a drunken thing. Like every time I do an event like that, it always comes from a drunken night of like, oh, what are we gonna make? Like one year I made lunchbox Doritos. Rice. Have you have you guys been to Beckjong? No. I know you were talking about quarters once. 
Or oh. someone was talking about quarters. Yeah, I was talking about quarters. Yeah, quarters. Yeah, and so it's like in the same building as quarters. Oh. Uh, Beck John. It's the one with the crazy line. That's the one that does the corn and yeah, the egg corn and the egg mode. thing yeah. on the outside? Yeah, yeah. yeah. so yeah, they do this thing called lunchbox rice where it's like rice and egg and like gochujang and all that stuff. And then you, mm. shake, the, you shake the tin. Shake and, the shit out that yeah, tin. Really? Yeah, and it's like lunchbox rice. So one night I did that. And this year, I got drunk. I had, I had a French dip sandwich. I'm like, dude, this shit sucks. Like, this French dip sandwich is, like, super so far. What if we did an egg dip? Like, what if we had a baguette, roasted pork, and then we separated the whites and the yolks, and then I sous vide the yolks, um, marinated with a little bit of soy sauce, and, and like, kombu and stuff like that. And then Ooh. you get the sandwich, and you dip it into the egg, mm. or the yolk. And, and that was our sandwich, and it, it killed that is we awesome. Had a crazy long line. It was controversial because we didn't win the actual event because it was a competition. Oh. And I'm like, dude, this is rigged. It's cool. <laughs> Guy, Fier- <laughs> Guy Fieri won, and you knew something was up. <laughs> it, it was it was the, the the fan favorite above and beyond, and it still didn't win. Right. Well, you know, it's Portland. Who won? A oh, Portlander. Yeah. Of course. Mm. In, in Portland, it's like you have to win. If you're from there, you have to sure, win. Like, sure. You can't let a dude from L.A. win a Portland competition. People just really don't like us down here. They, no, <laughs> they, they San don't. San Francisco's the same way. Even yeah. Long Beach. It's like, God, <laughs> even Long Beach. They just don't like us here. And it's like, Long Beach. I'm throwing, I'm throwing, <laughs> it's so true. I go down there and it's like, what's you know, what? I mean, it's bad enough we're from Orange County and we're in Long Beach. It's like, oh, you're from L.A. and you're in Long Beach? It's like, it's like we don't need you here. Yeah. Rancho Cucamonga hates us, dog. <laughs> no. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> Listeners in Long Beach. No, but Zagat got I it like right. You know what I mean? Like that was yeah. justification. Zagat said. Zagat like, got it right. Yeah, Zag, you know, The streets knew. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. bigger. That's bigger. It's like yo, Zagat said our number one dish of the weekend, which is not is bigger than just yeah. one silly competition. It's like yeah. they said, hey, yo, this is the best thing that we had by far on the weekend. So it's oh, like, sounds so, so cool too. So where can we too. get this dish? Yeah, is it going to be a special at Egg Sled? No, dude, how we, can I play eat it? I will make it for you. <laughs> 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 it's super simple. If you want to make it yourself, dude, literally, it's just like separate egg yolks and whites. Um, Bay Marie style, just get yolks to temperature, add a little soy, add a little bit of uh, of dashi, mm-hmm. uh. and that's it. And then you, you can dip anything in that. Um, what do you do with the whites? Uh, at that at that particular event, I fried the whites, chopped them up, and mm. mixed it with like a pesto. And then I mixed that pesto into the roasted pork. Wow! Yeah, damn. Yeah. Where was the pork? I don't remember pork in this dish. No, you said pork. Yeah, it was a French pork. dip. Yeah, it was roast pork okay, in the back. It. Yeah, got it. all right, all right. That's right. Yeah, so it's kind of like a and pesto. Yeah, mm. so uh, grabiche. Like a lot of people, it's like a hot sauce right now on menus, right? Like grabiche, but it looks like tartar sauce. It's not supposed to look like that. Like the traditional French grabiche is made with hard boiled eggs, chopped up. Oil, chopped up parsley, chopped up cilantro, capers, and, and cornichons. That mm. sounds fantastic. Yeah, so that's that's what a, a real grabiche is supposed to be. How do you spell be. it? Uh, G-R-I-B-I-C-H-E. Okay. Yeah, so I love that sauce. Like That's like a sauce that I learned in culinary school. So I'm like, all right, we'll take the yolks out. We'll use the whites, chop the whites up, and then make like a pesto. Oh, just that famous training. Yeah, so we did that. Um, and then we folded it into the pork. It was good, dude. Amazing. I, I, I like, like, not to be biased, but I was just like, dude, 
we really brought it. <laughs> like, like homeboys were making grilled cheese and shit or like pulled pork on like Hawaiian buns. Right, 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 cool. right. You know, I mean, sure, that was good, but it's like, you know, there's like mad thought into this. Yeah, this is a Bon Appetit event. You gotta, you gotta come out swinging. Yeah, always. See, we did, we went, we came out swinging Filipino food movement at LA Food and Wine. Uh, Me and Charles did like a, a rice porridge. Mm. And um, that got Best Bite too. Of the weekend, which was interesting, but it's just like that's hot. What is the rice porridge called? It's uh well the one that we made was lugao okay. or arroz caldo, same thing. Okay, uh, yeah. So it's that chi- I've made before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but we we Love did it, that. and uh, it was amazing to watch Charles work. It was nuts. Like dudes, like bang up chef. Like he made a sofrito, like he like was poaching chicken all crazy it was nuts it was pretty cool watching him um like build the flavors of it and then you know we made the rice the the rice porridge and i I had to stand there and tell people the story of like why we did this dish it's like because it's like if you're going to food and wine you're like why are you feeding me gruel (laughs) yeah so it's basically you had to you know come up with the message and we were just like yo man filipino food movement's real you know um and this is what we eat on a daily basis. It's like congee, but not. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. more, Yeah, you know? there's so many cultures that have a form of some kind of porridge. Yeah, porridge. You have one in Good Girl, right? We're starting to sell it more and more. I've, when I first, I've, I've just hit my year mark on the first, and porridge for sure was not the thing. It was always fuff, 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 fuff. Yeah. And I've seen it grow drastically. Yeah, porridge is amazing. Dra- and it's really porridge simple. Right it's now, nice baby. and funky. Yeah. Oh god, it's. A, oh yeah. man, it was such a trip feeding it to people because they're just like, "What is this?" It's like, it's like <laughs> cruel. Like I heard that. I was like, "Dude, yeah, it is." But you know, with sim- like to do it right, and it's it's hard because it's yeah. such simple stuff. It's a mouthfeel dish. Yeah, yeah. it's definitely a mouthfeel because, dish. Because it, if it's not, then it does taste like gruel. But like, like a gruel. really great porridge has an amazing texture and silky. I mean, oatmeal is the same way, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 Like if, it's, if you can nail oatmeal, like oh, that's too. impressive, man. Yeah. To yeah. so make me crave your oatmeal, like ooh, that's. Do you, what damn. you call risotto gruel? <sighs> it's so rich. <laughs> yeah. You know, it really is. It, risotto is so rich and like. It's not not the same. It's <laughs> no, not, the same. not at all. Oh, I think I'd say oatmeal, oatmeal to porridge is, is more really similar. like rice porridge than mm-hmm. than, than uh, risotto. This is like what mm-hmm. I would consider like the sweeter version. My favorite right. Chinese porridge or congees have always where the you know the the congee itself is perfect, but it's such a base for whatever you're putting on top, and then it's always like that choice of how much of what's on top you're spooning you're in with the congee or yeah. if you're mixing, and it changes throughout. By the time you finish it to the bottom, you've mixed more or less. Yeah, I mean it's we we were it's great. Yeah, we were putting like wedges of calamansi on each plate, and I'm like, oh my god, are we? Like it's like this is like gold. People don't understand. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like it's like shaving truffles on things. It's Just like, picking it out of the trash if nobody uh, eats it. Like, yeah, like shaving truffles up. at uh, at Sizzler. Yeah, we're like we're like, like making weird. it a point. We're like, yo, fucking squeeze that calamansi on top of there, dude. Trust me, you're gonna want to do it. Like, do not throw it away. Richard, so, I'm watching you walk away. <laughs> <laughs> squeeze that well, juice. You're, you're slowly educating them. Yeah, and we're on the way. Yeah, that's what I, that's the that's the whole goal, especially because I. Ha- I haven't been doing Filipino food. And now that, like, we did that next day better thing, that's where I met you at, um, it's become kind of like my job title, like, is to, like, use my my, my little... Carrying the torch. Yeah, facets of media to talk about Filipino food because I'm excited about it because 
I'm learning. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Like, I grew up here, so it's like you can't really call yourself a full Filipino because there's certain things you don't know about, like how to make sinigang, which is right. like super hard to do. And and when it's done well, it's so amazing. fucking Amazing. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. And have not, you had that before? I have not. I Unfortunately... <laughs> My knowledge of Filipino food is limited and usually involves lumpia parties at friends' families' houses, which I think might be my favorite spring roll of all the spring rolls in yeah. the world. Lumpia is like a good one is my mm-hmm. favorite over even a Vietnamese crispy roll. They're so good. They're so amazing. There's a, a Filipino kid who used to sit next to me in physics in high school, and he would bring bags of them, and he'd be like, I got some lumpia. Yeah, and he yeah. took me down some. I was like, ah, oh, this is so good. He's like, my mom made them this morning. I'm like, ah, that's, I love them. That's the gateway Filipino yeah, I, dish. But sure. I've not had that much. And um, other than Park's Finest, because I, I have lived on the east side, it is, as a cultural food, harder to find in, in right. a way that I would like to eat, in a way that you're describing your right. mission statement for what you're trying to make. Right. Well, yeah, I, mean, now, I mean, just wait. You know, like, mm-hmm. I, was set, I was telling uh, everybody at Next Day Better, like, you know, Maynard is the sous chef at Bestia. He's Filipino. Uh, Russell from uh, Odie and Penelope. He's a chef de cuisine there. He's Filipino. Um, it's coming. Yeah, Ken uh, Concepcion. He's he's the executive chef at Cut Wolfgang Puck. He's Filipino. And then you got Rhea, and you got the Lost of the Guys, and you got Andre um, Guerrero. Cat yeah, from Chef Forage. Guerrero. Man, the yeah, the- Cat from Port, uh, Forage. Like. Mm-hmm. Dude, this shit like we're we're working our way through the ranks in the culinary industry, yeah. and we're gonna like knowing what, talking to these Filipino chefs, they're gonna make Filipino food, and we're gonna do Filipino food with the right technique, and 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 we've already been feeding you for years, so yeah. you know, like we already know how the palate of LA is, so it should be yeah. should be an interesting ride. <laughs> yeah. Well, I would love to check out some recipe testing yeah. going on. Dude, Whenever you want to have Sam, <laughs> Sam and I come over. Yeah. You, and you, Andre. What do you do your Sam, recipe Sam, Jason, and Andre you and Chris. Chris. I know how to eat. I got jumped in. You guys aren't here yet. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, right now we're doing, like, we're, I'm actually going to go heavy starting Monday at the, at my house. Um, but we're, I have a deal with George where I'm going to start doing Monday nights um, on the second floor of Far East Plaza where Ramen Champ is, like on the little quad mm-hmm. um, or mezzanine. Um, and I'm just going to like make food for free, like stuff I'm going to be selling at Amboy. And it's literally for us to just hang out. Like like the homies over, uh, like Dr. Romanelli, he does that, that pancake epidemic thing. He's a good yeah. guy. Yeah, that's dope. But I feel like... I should do something like that for like the Filipino for the Filipino food movement where it's like the Ponset epidemic. Yeah. Like homies just come by doesn't matter you know what race you are and just hang out and have Filipino Bring food. Drink a couple beers, eat some food. Yeah. No money. Okay, you yeah. know what I mean? Cuz it's hard to get Filipinos to get involved when it comes to money. Inte- <laughs> Integra parts welcome. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like we're trying to break those barriers, you know? <laughs> like, it's like, yo, like Come have Filipino food. Amazing. Um, let's talk about it. You know, like meet new people. Um, share some recipes. Share some, share recipes. some ideas. And, and, and come up with some new shit. Yeah, things grow organically from it. So Amazing. Mm-hmm. Doing the Lord's work, Alvin. <laughs> Give me some adobo. Oh, That's God, just, oh, God. I'm so proud of me right now. <laughs> um, <laughs> thank you so much for doing this, man. Of course, man. I guess definitely if you live in L.A. or you don't and you haven't been there, go to Egg Slut. It is delicious. 
Don't go to Ramen Champ anymore. Hit hit Ramen Champ, dude. The chefs there. Go to Ramen Champ. They're nuts. And then keep your eyes peeled for Amboy, the new spot. Yes. Um, That's soon. Coming to Chinatown soon. Excellent LA on Twitter. Yeah, at Excellent LA for Excellent News, at Excellent Alvin on Instagram or Twitter Mm -hmm. for what I'm doing next. Dope. Thank you. Um, Thanks for having the me. The Stew Podcast is a website. If you like the show, you can check out all the other episodes there on iTunes. You can subscribe. You can follow me on social media at them jeans. Stu Stewart, Instagram. He's Stu Stewart on Instagram. Undercurrent Power has no social media because he's a cool like that. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for doing this, and we'll see you guys next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.